What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. First of all, I, I didn't have a whole bunch of information on the uh, concert going into it. I just knew that Drake was on Drake. tour. Was like, that's Drake? Drake? That's all you need? That's it? That's it, man? That's all you need? That's all. But don't, that's dis- all. don't disrespect uh, 21, all right? That's, that's, not at all. That's, not that's at all. my favorite ignorant rapper. You, you, I'm not mad at that if that's the selection, to be honest with you, in terms of <laughs> ignorant rap. Like, he's, you know, he's right up there. And he does he does a good job of what he does. Uh, I'm actually a bigger fan of 21 um, off the mic than on the mic. Like, I think he I think he does a fine job. Like, I turn up to his music if I'm if I'm caught in the right, you know, vibe his music will make me do exactly what it does to other people you feel me so um but i you know in hearing him talk and hearing him converse especially about r&b um the man has the man has a real old soul and i think his mr britain uh, in a lack yeah that's what it is I, I think the lack of exposure too right like he doesn't he really didn't do a lot of interviews, right? So when he does sit down, it's like, okay. But I used to, I remember when Clubhouse first dropped and I would jump on the Clubhouse and hear 21 Savage talking R&B in rooms with like 20 people <laughs> and, and him going on for hours about it. He actually, he came out to Fantasia 
uh, which, you know, he did the night before, but, you know, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, this is going to be an every night thing. And he comes, he comes out to Fantasia. He walks through the crowd. You can see the difference though. In, I mean, there's a reason why Drake is Drake, you know? Um, and what, what episode is this? 263. 263. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Welcome into episode 263 of the Full Go Podcast with Jason Golf, brought to you by, of course, The Ringer and Spotify is always the gang. The voices that you may have already heard are that of, of course, my main man, Tony Gill, the chief vibes officer himself, Chris Sutton, and the exceptional one who is going to be put on an exceptionally hot seat to, to this pod because... You know, there's no better time to have a, a Northwestern person around us than uh, when when people are doing wild things in Evanston. Boy, I tell you, I, 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 I just I just don't get it, man. I just I've never understood it. I've never understood the hazing thing. And for all of y'all and dancing gangs out there, you know, whether you're in the black Greek life or you're in the, the regular Greek life, I guess, in terms of sororities and fraternities. Yeah, man. You know, enjoy, you know, your canes and your paddles and, and your brands and all the other things that come along with that. I've I've never understood um, acceptance through physical torture, but we will get to that at some point because um, I can't wait to call dudes, my friends who, you know, paddle me and burn me and <laughs> do all the other things that, that happen when hazing occurs. And people are quick to be like, oh, no, 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 there's no hazing anymore ever. No, no, no. No, no, no. You want to find a bad guy, you know, ask him what he went through and then look at his face to see how excited he is to put somebody else through it. So <laughs> hazing still exists on a lot of different levels. We'll get to that. But uh, as far as the, the the Drake show, man, I listen, I have seen like the greats, right? Like I've seen Kanye. I've seen Jay-Z. I've seen 50. I've seen hell. I remember the first concert I went to well, the first one I could remember uh, was like in 88, 89 when um, BDP and EPMD and MC Light and K, uh, what was it? Um, it's a couple other people. And my dad, Run DMC, was on that tour as well. Um, yes, I think it was like 88, 89. And my dad took me. And uh, it, was, it was when I was, you know, adorned with the gold chain, the family gold chain. The first time it touched my neck, you know, right before a hip hop show. My dad kind of <laughs> he kind of placed it on me like the, like the crown. Like, ah, you, <laughs> this is this has been put on many a hustler before you. And now I shall hand it upon you. <laughs> Go out to hip hop concert <laughs> with plumes of weed smoke and enjoy yourself, eight year old. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I've seen some things and I, I've been to some pretty cool shows. Um, this was the first time and, and I'm not even BSing y'all. This is the first time I felt like those um, Drake is like Michael Jackson to this generation. And it is, it is astounding to watch. Well, first of all, we pull up to the United Center and, you know, haven't been to the UC in quite some time because, you know, <laughs> do the Bulls pre and post game show. But for whatever reason, we are never in the United Center. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the Bulls. But but I pull up into the United Center, you know, get to parking, we jump out. You know, my ladies, my ladies feeling good, looking good. I'm feeling good, looking good. We walk in there. 
I'm trying to get, you know, get my 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 gate situation situated. You don't want to walk around the whole building and have to run into people and all that. And unfortunately, we did a little bit of that, you know, running around. And I was like, ah, you know, can't, you know, no, no time to stop and chat. There's, there's a concert that's getting ready to happen, folks. So we walk into the spot. And the first thing that I was just not even astonished by, but like you realize the reach. I've been to rap concerts, right? I've been to hip hop concerts, been to R&B concerts. There were so many children at this show. Like, like prepubescent, <laughs> like kids running, like 12 year old, 11 year old kids running around, you know? And most of them were named Cody. I was astonished at the things that I saw in the United. Cause you know, y'all know what I was racing for. It was a 21 and Drake show. So, you know, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking we outside, you know, I'm like, all right, baby, put on your bulletproof lipstick. Let's, let's do what we got to do out here in these streets. But I'm walking around and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> It's a bunch of Brads and Cody's in here. I would, I'm, I'm cool, you know. I did, and then you know, I, you start walking through through areas a little wider than you used to. You know what I mean? You know, you don't have that same bulletproof chicken shack glass kind of vibe to you. You know, where you where you get real small and just hope you're looking down, making sure you're not stepping on nobody. No, 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 no. It was Big J energy in there. Yo, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, Duke. My bad, fam. Uh, you good? Not you know, tapping dudes on the head who I know are older than 21. Like you good, you good, you know. Enjoy yourself. Wait, you throwing bows on like eleven year olds? Oh, oh, you see, oh, it was it was it was retribution. You know what I mean? It was, I was what do you got? What? I mean, what's going to happen? Huh? What's going to happen to me? Huh? This 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 this, this kid in Heelys is going to whip my ass? Like, you know, like, what, like what are we doing here? But like I was saying, there's it's so many kids in there, man. It was a lot of children. Uh, we make it to the sweet area. This is the other thing, United Center. United Center is a different place when there aren't Bulls games there. There is a different level of um, security in terms of... <laughs> In terms of a hip hop show, and not the the way that you would think. Like I walked to the to the suite elevator and let myself up. <laughs> like I pressed the button. First of all, there was a dude in there, United Center windbreaker. I'm like, oh, he must be the you know the elevator guy. So I'm just sitting there. Hey, how you doing, man? Oh, everything's good. He hits his button and gets off. I'm like, okay, well, I'm looking at the other people in the elevator. One dude is complaining about how hot it is. He's obviously you know he took an edible way too early. Didn't time it out right so he's in the elevator tripping and i'm sitting there like oh please just get me off this elevator we get up to the top and we walk into the suite we see people that we work with at nbc sports chicago tone you know shout out to shout out to asia you know the it uh extraordinaire you know good people um so i saw some other folks in the in the suite and you know so we start to make the oh this is big money (laughs) <laughs> this is big money. <laughs> I worked there. There's no way I was getting in there. <laughs> what? Nah, you, yeah, you, you actually could have and should have, to be honest with you. But we make the orders. You know what I mean? I get the, I get the text. You know, don't worry, enjoy yourself. So I'm like, all right, self will enjoy. You know. Next thing you know. The tequila's on its way and the, this and that and the flatbread and the wings and all these other things. And we're enjoying ourselves, right? And and I I was it, it was a really good show. I just think I put it, I put it it's so 
high in terms of lofty expectations. Like I danced my ass off. I left a pile of sweat. Like I enjoyed myself. There were if there were any kids who were in that suite who were thinking that they were going to get in front of me center stage, that that wasn't happening. I, I sat. I I showed up like it was a, a shoe drop. God damn it! I, I planted my flag on the two seats right in the middle of the suite. You feel me? Sight lines where they need to be. You know what I mean? I see the Bears players to my left. You know, get him a nod. To say say what's up. How you feeling? I see Val Warner and Jabba to my right. You know, say what's up to them. How you feeling? Kobe White is is milling around somewhere on the concourse. Say congratulations to him on his new deal. But I was locked in. And Drake did his thing. Like he, you know, the man's got hits. So you just sit, you just there to see the hits and to see the show and to see how extravagant the show would be. And it was that. He was um, he's still meticulously petty. You know, the Childish Gambino uh, diss, you know, during, <laughs> during headlines is hilarious because the entire stage is lighting up with all the things that Childish Gambino said uh, and how This Is America was supposed to be a diss song to Drake and it just turned into an animal of its own. You know, he, he's got the Vogue lawsuit going in one direction on the ticker. He's got Childish Gambino's like numbers going the other way on the ticker. He's got this, that, this, that, how dope he is. And it's all happening at once. It's like you're watching the TSN ticker while Drake is performing headlines. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is what it feels like to be in Toronto, right? And that was cool. And then 21 came out for the middle mid part of the concert so Drake can get a rest or whatever the case may be, switch up his style. And People enjoyed 21, but there was, there was, you know, there was an obvious energy shift. Like, I felt bad for 21 because 21 is a big artist and people were like, all right, cool. I can go get some chicken real quick. And I'm sitting there. I And this is how bad I felt. I'm sitting there looking at 21 as if, like, I'm some kind of, like, soccer parent. Like, mm-mm, I'm out here for you. Yep. I like that song. Play that one. That's hey, the one I like. Hey, yes. man. No, I yeah. can't. Uh, come on, Chicago. What are we doing? People started to move around. Well, what are we doing here, man? What well, like, the thing stop is, Tony, is, my man's 21, man. It's a big ass stage. It's a huge stage. And 21, you know, he couldn't do something for me. Like he couldn't, he couldn't, he didn't, he didn't move around. Yeah, he's not <laughs> dancing. He yeah, ain't dancing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You feel me? Like you need to stay. 21 has to be on a stage where it isn't a panoramic view where you gotta address every porch. Like the stage showmanship. And mastery that, you know, we see players hit shots in games and we're like, oh, you know, I've made that shot at the park. You know what I mean? Or or I could do that. And then you see dudes who do it like real time, real speed. And you're like, oh, okay, this is different. Like I saw some meme the other day that said, um, would you take, was it? Uh, one bucket in an NBA game for five grand, or do you think you could score 15 points in an NBA game and get a million? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you better try to get that five grand as quick as you possibly can because ain't no way, you know what I mean? Like, the, there's just different levels. There, there's a filtering process that happens in every industry, and it was real time happening in that in that show where. 21 Savage can sell out festivals like far and wide. Like the dude does numbers, right? He's done a, he's had a terrific career so far, but man, when you, it's, that's, that's quite the light to be in <laughs> when, when that dude gets off the stage and now it's time for you to get on. And then Drake jumps on a couple of more songs into it. But, um, it was a good show. You know, the pyrotechnics were cool. He's super, super dope. Virgil Abloh, um, 
dedication. It was like a, a, a 75 foot giant inflatable statue of Virgil at the show that he brought out and did his last song too, which don't get it twisted. He's not only doing that because he's in Chicago, but he's making sure that on the first couple of dates of this tour, that Kanye West is very, very aware that he is celebrating someone that is supposed to be his friend more so than 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 Kanye actually did. Like there, there's a whole bunch going on there. So, you know, I enjoyed the petty soap opera aspects of the of the show. Um, I enjoyed the I, I guess it was a hologram now that I found out. I thought somebody was sitting because he comes out and sits on a couch and he raps with the younger him. Uh, you know, look what you've done. And it was it was dope. It was dope. I know the first night, a lot of people didn't like the show. I know the first night, a lot of people, there was a lot of kinks that, that hadn't been worked out yet. You know, I don't think they were supposed to open in Chicago. I think there was some scheduling snafus in terms of the tour. So they were supposed to open in another city, but Chicago was the opener. And, you know, he did the whole second night beat the first night thing, which I'm, I'm sure if you went that first night, you were happy to hear that. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you spent thousands of dollars getting yourself ready for a Drake show and, and you pull up and it's like <laughs> they pass it around a karaoke microphone. <laughs> like, all right, who want to do a song from the crowd? Like, um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, Drake delivers, right? Like, th- there's got to be something in all of our lives that we know, like, hey, man, every time I go to that, it's going to deliver. And and we we go to it no matter what somebody says about it. You feel me? You know, for me, it's the it's the whopper. You feel me? I'm, yeah, there's never going to be a day that, that a Burger King Whopper doesn't hit like it's supposed to. I haven't had one in a while, which I'm very proud of. Got a no drive through rule going on this summer. Got to drop some of this. Uh, it ain't even baby weight. Got to drop some of this adult weight. This is not, it's not the move for the kid. You know what I mean? I see my lady getting up and going to the personal trainer. And I'm like, yeah, you're not going <laughs> to. Yeah, the, the $17 an hour guy is not going to beat me in terms of effort. You feel me? Like, I'm not going to. You, gonna, you, you not, got too much cheek or something, Jay? You know, you know what it is? You know, well, I've always, and I'm, 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 I'm comfortable in my, in my manliness to answer mm-hmm. that kind of question, especially from you, Tony, because I know what the <laughs> fuck you're doing. But, I, you know, I've always, I've always had big legs, right? I've always had a high, you know, high butt. But, for whatever reason, I am going through this thing where I can't shake this this trunk area. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm doing the everything, Doug. You know, and it's 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 is it, I saw myself on an IG store yesterday. I'm like, whose daddy is that? Like, what happened to the cool fly player that used to inhabit that soul and spirit and body? Like, has life beat you down that much, Jay? You, you know? look trustworthy like, though, Jay. That's what it is. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, I you smile look trustworthy. Enough. I smile enough. <laughs> you, you look, That's you, what it you, is. You stare at Jason Goff on television or and or in real life. You're like, you know what? I trust that man right there. Right. I, right. I, I, no, I, I want him to give me advice about stuff. Right, right. Just, you know, just just don't ask him to escort your people anywhere for any period of time because at some point the untrustworthy Jay is gonna come out. So I can dig it. I, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Nah, man. I, you know, and you know, my old ass, psh, take it back to the jail workouts, baby. You feel me? I'm a, 150 push-ups, 75 sit-ups a day. We out here. You feel me? Under nah, burpees? You know, I, we good? You, well, let's, let's, you heard what I said. I didn't add no extra sauce <laughs> onto it. I told you exactly what the fuck I'm doing in the crib. Okay? You, you see? Tony, again, this is, ladies and gentlemen, if this is the first time that you're listening to this pod, we truly appreciate you. Welcome to the of July, by the way. Thank you. Welcome. Come on in. The water is warm. Uh, and All-Star Week. 
Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you about to see who yeah. for real entertaining out here in these oh sports streets. Oh, my God. You can, the content, the game is, is this is, <laughs> yeah, this is when the real ones start to tighten up the gloves. You feel me? Like, all right. <laughs> no news. <clears throat> Nobody getting arrested. All right. Let's get <laughs> players away from the facilities. All right. Let's get it. All right. What do we got to talk about here? Huh? Yeah, Pete Rose, gambling and baseball. You know what I mean? That used, that's what it used to be back in the day. Like, oh, shit. What are we going to do? Uh, Pete Rose. Yeah, let's do Pete Rose. Let's do Pete Rose. <laughs> and then after 2016, it was like, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, well, you know, look, at the, look at the papers and see who's done some racist shit lately. <laughs> Let, let's start both sides up. You know? <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, the, the summer is going to come and go, and I'm not going to be out here, you know, T-shirt in the pool guy. You feel me? Yeah, I'm not gonna be that guy. I've never been that guy, even when the moves was flying. I, I'm I'm not gonna wear nobody's. I'm not gonna wear a t-shirt in nobody's pool. You're gonna get all of this dad bod, and you're gonna enjoy it. So that's all I've been working on. MLB All-Star Week is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because FanDuel is giving all customers a profit boost to use on the Home Run Derby. Just go to FanDuel.com slash go to sign up or log into your FanDuel account to get your profit boost. Then you can use it to beef up your winnings on any Home Run Derby bet. All right, well, y'all already know where I'm going with the, the home run derby bet, right? Luis Robert Jr. was an absolute stud in the first half. He caught his power swing, caught his power stroke, and rode it for the last two and a half weeks to chasing, almost chasing down Shohei Otani for the American League lead in home runs. But he's sitting comfortably in second, and I think with that swing in Seattle, I think he's going to do some damage. So I'm going with Luis Robert Jr. to win the home run derby. So go to FanDuel.com slash FullGoat, sign up and snag your profit boost today. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit TheRinger.com slash RG. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable profit boost tokens. Restrictions apply, including token expiration. See terms at Sportsbook.FanDuel.com. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm not watching no fucking summer league basketball, man. Like, <laughs> there's certain things. Like, I'm at that point, Tony, in my life where it it don't matter as much as I try to make it matter. <laughs> like, like, we've done this before, not only in this city, but in cities around the league where, oh, you see, you see this guy get off? He's, he's scoring 26 a game in the summer league. And you're like, hey, man. Do you know that in the real games, that person is never going to get those shots? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen Doug McDermott pull up to Vegas and be like, hey, who's finishing second? Okay? Like, I've seen that happen. I've seen Tony Snell, the boogeyman, go out there and look great. <laughs> and then, you know, you pick his splinters out your ass. Like, this is the summer league for me is a chance to get a little basketball vibes. I love watching the little gym because. You know, when I was working at Sirius XM NBA radio, the little gym was the shit. Like Thomas and Mac Arena is, is cool. The big gym was cool. But that little gym has the real vibes in there. Like you talking about autograph seekers. You talking about former NBA players. You talking about coaches who trying to get a gig. You talking about players who are who are just 
holding on by their fingernails to an NBA life that they want to live so bad. Like it's all jam packed in there. And last time I was not the last, yeah, last time I was in summer league was <laughs> shortly after I got let go in Atlanta. <laughs> they, they flew me out to Vegas, Sirius XM NBA radio. Shout out to my man, Dan said pillow. They fly me out to Vegas and it's me and Sam Mitchell and a couple other people doing shows. And uh, I run into Mike Budenholzer, who was then the coach of the Atlanta Hawks, right? But when Mike Budenholzer touched down in Atlanta, I touched down in Atlanta. It's like we simultaneously pretty much, right? And I had the Mike Budenholzer show on my show. So the first show that we were supposed to do, if you guys don't remember, right when Mike got the, uh, the gig, he got, you know, he got a DWI. And he got in trouble. And the very first show, they're like, so yeah, you can't ask him about this. And I was like, well, guess what, guys? Might not be a show tonight. And this is like my, this is like maybe, this is like two weeks into my tenure there, by the way. So I'm like, hey, guys, let's, Let's set the let's set the right standard for what this show is going to be. If you if you can't answer something or don't feel comfortable doing it, then it's probably best if we skip it. Because I'm not going to sacrifice my integrity for you know for this. Right? We messed around, had a, you know we had a bunch of shows that season. Fast forward two years later, <laughs> I run into him in Vegas Summer League, <laughs> and we hadn't talked in a while. Obviously, I run into him. <laughs> He goes, hey, golf. He goes, heard they got your ass. I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, they did, Mike. Yes, they did. And it's so bad. I wanted to be like, oh, heard they should have got your ass. But, you know, you know, it was it was all good. You know, we, we talked a little bit. But Summer League is fun, man. Summer League. And I'm glad that last year Summer League kind of became this, like, meetup spot for the NBA. Kind of became like the Daytona 500 for the NBA, where it's like nothing really, really dope is happening right now. But everybody is here, right? And I'm not obviously Daytona 500 is the Super Bowl of racing, and they start their season with that. But the the summer league now is starting to turn into that thing where things are starting to happen in the summer league. Trades are starting to happen. People are, you know, all the sponsorships are now there are activations in Vegas that entire two and a half weeks. And on top of it, they announced this goofy ass in season tournament. At the Summer League. So that tells you how important they think this is. And yes, yes, I called it what I called it. It is a goofy-ass situation. I'm sorry, man. Like, I, And the only reason it's goofy is because I'm, I'm not good with change. All right? Like, I, you're still talking to a guy who has Hotmail, okay? I've had the same email since I was 16 years old. And, and I got made fun of it this weekend, and that's fine. But I, change is not very easy for me. you telling me now that in the middle of the season, uh, not even in the middle of the season, at some point in the season, you're just going to have a bunch of teams playing for something that, you know... <laughs> the NBA Cup, and guess who's gonna win the NBA Cup, y'all? Guess who's gonna? You know who's gonna win it? The Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Bulls. You, are, you already know what's about to happen here. They gonna fuck around and win the NBA Cup. Perfect excuse have- never to rebuild ever again. Two time defending NBA Cup champions, baby. What's a, what's a, what's back. the Larry Ob when you got the NBA Cup? Hey, hey, what, what are they? Is there an actual name for it? Like, is there is there somebody's name on the damn? Then nobody's name is on the, nah, <laughs> is on the fake just, tournament just, cup. Just, it's about to be Zach Levine. Hey, listen. So this is what I understand from it. Okay, you got you got a five team group <laughs> with the last season's order 
of regular season finish, right? So you got in pods the four through six teams, seven through nine teams, 10 through 12 teams, and the pod that you love the most is the 13 through 15 squads, right? So, so you've got pods, groups of NBA teams that you're like, oh shit, I don't ever really want to watch these people. Ah, here, here goes an entire pod of these people for you. It's like it's like you get to the kitty table at Thanksgiving where it's like, all right, hey, uh, listen, listen now. Washington, Portland, you sit your ass down over there. Don't you say a word. Don't touch nothing. We took the plastic off the furniture yesterday. You know what I'm saying? The wet wipes is in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't fuck nothing up out here. Okay, Jordan Poole, go ahead and score your 50 points a game in this tournament all you want, but don't mess up anything for the big boys, okay? And don't come into that room. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if we found out the results in the, in the newspaper the next day. Like, I don't even need to be, I don't even need that to be on TV. Just, just give me, just give me the result. That's 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 how I plan on finding out <laughs> the results. That's the, that's the ticket for me. Nah, man. Nah, 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 nah. And then you got a quarterfinals and two best second place teams, and you know you got teams scheduling forty home games and eighty total because there's two floaters, and I'm like, what what happened to the product that? It's not moving off the shelves fast enough the normal way, you know, because you're not going to you're not going to contract the season like you should. You're not going to make this a 55, 60 game season like you should. So now that the interest is dwindled or the numbers and the metrics that you use to gauge interest ain't giving you what you want, because remember all that shit that was talking the first two games of the finals, how it's the highest it's been in five years. This, that We ain't hear a word after those first two games. We ain't hear nothing about ratings. We they got real quiet. Like I, these kind of plays obviously are for money, right? And interest. But you know, we talk about baseball shortening its game to what two hours, two hours and fifteen, two twenty on average nowadays, which has been tremendous, right? A lot of people are upset because they they don't want to rush through the sport they love, and I can understand that. I can understand that, but you know. Not everything is about you. And when you're a consumer and you're a, a, a loyal consumer, they know they got you. So this ain't about you. I'm wondering what this, this NBA in-season tournament, like what, not only what spurred it on, obviously money did and attention, but how, how it plays. Because you got to make sure that this thing works because if you yank it off the table in one or two years, you're going to look foolish. And I know looking foolish is the least of their worries, but you're telling uh, a fan base. And also, let's let's talk about the counterculture NBA folks. There's a lot of folks who love shitting on the NBA for various reasons. And some obvious, some not so obvious. Like those people get ammo if this thing doesn't work. And I know you don't care about them. You're only trying to draw in new consumers and draw in new, uh, a younger generation of spenders, which all this is, is trying to get the younger spenders in there, right? They're trying to get guys my my son's age, trying to hook them in and say, hey, look, at I grew up with the in-season tournament. But I'm just wondering, to what end? Like, where does this stop? Are we, are we talking about relegation? 10, 12 years from now. Like, are we are we talking about teams playing in the G League because they can't hang with the big boys? Like, what modifications or specifications to this sport 
are needed so much so that this thing is like, I think this is the canary in the coal mine, y'all. Like, I truly believe this is one of those things where it's like, all right, let's, let's see how they feel about this. But I mean, think about like the all-star, the all-star stuff has been going down, like the interest mm-hmm. in that, the effort 100%. in the games, like the way they try to doctor that, you know, with all like the special skill stuff or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, pe- people are just sort of like, you know, everybody's waiting for the playoffs like all year. And, you know, you have like all these games and then everybody's just waiting for like the end of it. Like, yeah. I don't know, in a way, you know, like, you know, I follow European soccer and, you know, they right. have all these diff- different types of cups and they need them because like all these teams that aren't like Manchester United or whatever, they're never going to win the league. They're never going to mm-hmm. win these championships. So they need these little cups to kind of give everybody incentive. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the single elimination thing, you know, that's, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's at the beginning of the season. So like it does lessen the importance, but you know, I'm kind of down with it. No, no. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, listen, this is one of those things where if you've noticed when it comes to like how I try to view things, it's less of like, I like it. I don't like it. Cause it doesn't matter if I like it. I don't like it. It, it, what matters is how is it going to play, right? Like, you know, <laughs> people ask me about the White Sox season. Like, what, what, what are we going to do about the White Sox? Not a goddamn thing. What do you, what do you mean? What am I going to do about the White Sox? Watch them be 16 games below 500 headed to the All-Star break. That's what you're going to do. But how you feel about it is one thing. What can you do about it? The other thing, not not so much. Kyle, you're, you're the youngest person on this pod. Um what does this do for you as an NBA fan? Like, how does this, is this, does this change anything? Does this, does this, um, you know, bring about intrigue and fascination or is this a wait and see kind of vibe for you too? It's, it's partly wait and see, but it's also like, this is a participation trophy. Like whoever wins this is you're going to get the NBA cup, but we've been conditioned that the Larry O'Brien is all that matter. The playoffs are all that matter. So this doesn't, do much for me in terms of I need to sit down and watch this tournament because at the end of the day all that matters is May and June and that's all that really matters. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff after a word from our sponsors. What up world? It's Vic Spencer and you're listening to the full goal with Jason Goff presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. While we got you on the hot seat here, exceptional one, um, I'd like to ask you this. Would you let your lady go to the Usher concert <laughs> dressed like Kiki Palmer was? Oh, see, you're not going to get me packed up like her man got packed up. And the up. way you answer this is very intrusive. The, <laughs> the way you answer this is very important because I worded it in a way that has no... Um, <laughs> There's no good way you can answer this question the way I just worded it. So go right ahead. Welcome to the pod too, Kyle, by the way. However, Look at that tone, huh? <laughs> so, so you want to be a star. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to mm-hmm. be a star. That man is thinking about his mama. He's thinking about all the women in his life. He's thinking about all the women he has not met make a, yet. Make a business He's decision, thinking, Kyle. Make a business are, decision. Hey make, hey, make a player or a business decision. One of the Listen. two. Sometimes they both one and the same. You feel me? Kyle thinking about Kyle thinking about that. Whatever thing. my girl want to wear. Oh, look at him. Look at him. Uh-huh. You know, he sound, he sound like Kiki Palmer's husband because <laughs> that sounds like some shit he had to say. And then he said the other thing. <laughs> 
fellas, if you're listening out there and you don't, you aren't privy to this situation, go ahead and look it up. Google is your friend for the people who are privy to this situation. Hey, man, <laughs> got to know your role. <laughs> you got to know your role. You feel me? They was coming for him on social media. Hey, it's all about who you like and who is um, <laughs> who is holding it down. And that young man spoke from a place of shut your punk ass up and put them kids to bed. <laughs> but he he got out his body a little bit. You know, he he, he jumped out, out the window when because he knew he shouldn't have jumped out the window, especially publicly. Right. Like we you're not supposed to do that publicly. Right. That's a that's a phone call. Like, oh, that's what we're doing. I bet <laughs> location off phone on do not disturb for the next two days. I'll let you wonder what the fuck I'm doing. But no, seriously, man, that <laughs> you want to you want to talk about why this why social media and the Internet are uh, <laughs> destroying us as a, as a society. This man cried emotional Twitter tears about his, his <laughs> the mother of his child, you know, not carrying herself in the manner that he would like. <laughs> And immediately the internet was like, shut your punk ass up. We don't care about your vulnerability or your tears or your sensitivity. How dare you tell that woman what she should or could or can wear? Huh? Now get your ba- your punk ass back in place. Okay. And burp that baby and put him to bed. <laughs> she out in Vegas dancing and hugging and rubbing on Usher's neck and playing spades with him afterwards. This man is sitting there in shambles. <laughs> and shit, that man, that man deleted every social media apparatus and then came back. <laughs> you know what it is? That's the, that's the, when you walk out on an argument and you're like, no, 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 she got, she got a couple more words that I need to say. And another thing, <laughs> you storm back in, you look stupid as hell, right? But you're storming back in because you got to, you know, make some, some grand gestures, some big show of it. And another thing, <laughs> Thank you for paying my bills. <laughs> I'm a struggling actor and I should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> and now everyone hates me. <laughs> oh man, the internet. It'll do it to you. Kyle, that was um that was very good mop up action by you, by the way. I'm I'm proud of you. You handled your first test on this pod very, very admirably so, you know. Some may say you kinda, you know. And it took the the easy way out, but you know I wouldn't say that about you. I think you handled it admirably. Hey man, sometimes the easy way the best nah, way. See, look at Kyle; he's feeling good about himself now. Don't worry, mm. we got a few ladies applauding in their car right oh, now. Oh yeah, don't worry. We got. We, oh, don't worry. I mean, we're gonna put Kyle. We like this Kyle guy. Yeah, yeah. We, we're gonna we're gonna put Kyle in some precarious positions before this pod is is said and done. Don't you? What do you think about the Jalen Green video? Yeah, right, 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 Kyle. Your thoughts on fluidity? <laughs> Give it to us. Yeah, yeah. He thought this was just going to be a little summer vibe, you know what I mean? Tell the people, you know, hey, by the way, I'm on the pod on the ringer. If y'all didn't know, we hitting hard, hardcore subjects <laughs> like Kiki Palmer at the Usher show. But yeah, man, yeah, uh, Tony, you know, you are uh, you are the only married man on this pod. Your, your, your thoughts on uh, what went down with Usher? Yeah, man. I mean, 
I feel like that's a pre-conversation to be had, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a pre-conversation. I'm tell like, me, tell me more, Tom. You know, I, 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 told, I actually talked to my wife. We had a conversation oh, about her. this, and she was like, "I've never heard this man stutter this much in my life." Hey, I got to get my words right, my guy. He is my words right. Tony, Tony is Tony is the, yes, the the narration of Chicago, and, and 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 now he's getting. All right, go ahead. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? I had to get my words correct. You know, got to make sure I say the right things. You know. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. But I was like, like can we have a conversation? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, is there any, is there, what are the other options? Well, what we got here? Is there any other options? All right. All right, cool. That's, that's, that's the in one. Terms right? of, in terms of, no, oh, you're talking about the actual outfit. Yeah. Oh, you think, oh, the uh-huh. outfit, oh, what she oh, did? So you, so you want your lady to lay the outfit out on the bed for you to approve, is what you're saying. Oh, I see. I, I see what you're trying to do there, Jason. I see you're not going to get me. What am I doing? You're not going to get me, sir. What am I doing? You said, you said just now that, hey, mm-hmm. baby, this is the one. <laughs> so apparently <laughs> there have been options spread out on the bed or maybe hanging up. Maybe, I you mean, know. Look, some- I'm big going based on realities. At When ladies go out, there's usually multiple options. I know what time it is. You just don't have one thing. What if that she don't like that one thing? So it's multiple options. I'm just accepting the reality. Now we're having a real conversation here. Mm-hmm. What if it's just that one thing? Like, what if she just puts the big joker on the bed? The like, joker. this is what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. Do you think that young man knew what she was going to wear? See, that's what I, that's, I'm, I'm very confused by this dynamic. Because it's like, okay, where were you? Oh, I'm not. One, why, why <laughs> I'm didn't not. you weren't invited to the Usher? So to 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 see Usher, like Jason Golf was invited to see Usher with his, with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> why weren't you invited to go see Usher? It's a girl's <laughs> like, trip. Yeah, the dynamics. Uh-huh, I see. Yeah. I see what this is already. So if one, right, you well. weren't invited to the Usher concert. That means the dynamic is she absolutely does what she wants, and you just ride with it. And he talked out of body on Twitter, knowing he, he wasn't for- supposed to do that. He forgot who she was. And more importantly, he forgot who he was. Yeah. You know, everybody's dynamics is different, right? And that in that dynamic, Kiki is what, what she says goes. I'm not going front. And this, y'all know that yeah, I put myself in these positions and I just got to say what I got to say. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I don't give a shit how much money somebody is making over me. <laughs> Listen, there are certain conversations that we going, hey, you know what I go by? The not for me rule. Okay. If, if you just place things in the not for me f- space, it's inarguable. It's inarguable. And, you know, your, your partner obviously has free reign, free will. You know, they do what they want to do. But you always move with your your significant other in mind, right? The respect the factor. What's the parallel that can be drawn for a man doing something like that? Oh, the hoochie daddy shorts? See, but that don't work for me. That don't work for me. That don't work for me. Mm-hmm. First of all, y'all running around out here looking crazy. <laughs> Like, I want to, like, it has become, like, the last two years I've been watching what's know, happened so really to this trend. With the with the, with the hoochie oh, daddy shorts. <laughs> Sky's out, thighs out is what he says, you know? I, he, he, it lump him in too? Shit. Like, Saruti can't catch one of these strays. <laughs> y'all are out here wiling, okay? Like, y'all are out here, you know, Saul at the gym level wiling, where it's like, hey, pick those up, Saul. No, nobody need to see all that. You know what I mean? You know? 
know what I mean? He's got some 95-year-old Jewish dude dragging his nuts on the sauna floor. Like, hey, man. <laughs> like, Jay, I went, to go, I went to go get ice cream with my lady, and I, I was like, hey, yo, what we doing out here, bro? With, this, like, with the shorts? I, yeah, I was like, I see bottom cheekage out here in these streets. Yeah. It's like, yeah, come on, yeah, yo. Man. That's crazy. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's out here wilding, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, there's the other thing, too. If you ain't got it, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, respect your body. There's a lot of people who didn't practice or get ready for the test this summer and just decided to take it. Don't do that to yourself. You feel me? Like, and I I don't think that, that the Hoochie Daddy shorts are a, a good parallel. Because there is none. There is no parallel to a man walking outside and thinking, oh, man, my lady would be upset if she knew I had this on. And that's that. Uh Uh Uh-huh. There it is. Like, if it ain't for you, it should have been established long before that point. (laughs) But the problem is you tried to. And this is the other thing, too. Like, we... We can get really into it. I know we got to get to these bum ass (laughs) baseball teams here soon and Kobe White's deal and everything that everybody's been waiting to hear. But (sighs) the issue, the issue is um, you can't tell anybody how to dress, period. Man, woman, child, right? Yeah, and I mean child, because these kids these days, you know, <laughs> I, I asked my son to to put on something and he comes out completely different outfits. I'm like, all right, enjoy your life, man. But you can, you know, control your atmosphere. Now, the problem is, if you can't control your atmosphere, just might have to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, and my man, he did the antithesis. He didn't just not shut the fuck up. He went onto the internet where he thought he was going to get, you know, because that's the problem. He thought he was going to get the, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Tell Kiki, hey, anonymous, not working actor, tell Kiki Palmer she can't wear that to the Usher show. But the real, like, the real stuff for me is what was going on in that house before the Usher concert. You feel me? Because we all been there. We we know when when shit ain't right at the crib when you, when you've been bickering for a couple of days in a row or you know the vibes ain't what they what they should be or you sleeping all the way at the edge of that bed boy you making sure don't nothing touch you it's 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 back to back you know what I mean you out here you out here doing it like the rockets back to back ain't nobody looking at each other ain't no hugs ain't no good mornings we all been there before. That's when you got to settle up right before she hit that plane. No, you got to settle up before it, man. Do you know how many times my fiance has flown out in the last what year for this show? Please believe you ain't getting on that plane mad at me. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I am. I am not built that way. I am a worry wart. I will mess around and self-sabotage just because I think you out here doing some bullshit. So let's 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 bring this back on in <laughs> before you get on that plane. Hey, this is how I feel about you. This is how you feel about me. We cool. Bop, bop. When that man went on <laughs> the Internet <laughs> to say you are a mother. <laughs> You knew right then and there. Oh, yeah, they was in some shit. Probably shortly before she got on the plane to go see Usher. And then... Thought that was his Pusha T. Drink this. You you have a child. You are a mother. You are hiding... You are hiding your child from the world. Nah, man. Nah, man. 
The other thing is, you know what jumped in that boy's head. We all know what jumped in that boy's head. She's been famous a lot longer than I have. I'm not famous. Well, now I am. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am famous now, but she's been famous a lot longer than I have. And she at the Usher concert. Boy, is he enjoying this dance. <laughs> oh, is that is that her hand on the back of his neck? Oh, okay. <laughs> Must be his spot too, huh? Oh, wait. Did she did this man just spin my woman around so they can see the cheeks? Oh, okay. That was that was when <laughs> that was when you got the, <laughs> that was when you got the that like that 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 that, that king of spades. You just been holding it. You just lick your forehead, put it on put it on your forehead so they can see it. And <laughs> just this is the card I'm gonna play right here. Oh yeah. That man was at the crib going crazy. And we've all been there before, fellas. Come on. We ain't we ain't too tough to to name it. We've all we've all been somewhere where we like, man, I'm so upset right now and I just can't say anything about it cuz I'm a man. Yeah, that boy was crying at the crib. That that tweet, it took a lot to work up to that tweet. And boy, did he get it out and he just did the dummy. And now he's being made fun of um on pods like this and throughout the internet and I thank him. I thank him because um uh it's July and uh ain't shit to talk about <laughs> so thank you anonymous actor husband of uh kiki palmer and i hope you guys work through all the things that you work through and uh yeah so uh, this first segment man in season tournament kiki palmer usher this was cool kyle williams got off the hot seat tony tap danced a little bit you know, Chris is too much of an OG for me to even have to pose that to him. And plus, Chris, you know, Chris is the real wild card on this show. If y'all haven't noticed, Chris, Chris will come out and say some wild shit that will make us in the segment. So I'll just I'll just stop it right there. Good job, fellas. Good job tap dancing and, uh, you know, losing your nuts for the last 10 minutes. I, I, I'm sure everyone who's listening appreciates y'all cowering the way y'all did. You know? I mean, there are worse stresses. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm look. I mean, I mean, she's looking good, and there are worse dresses. I mean, oh, she's looking classy to me. She's looking classy come. to me. Here you know come. what I'm saying? Here come. Here Chris goes. So, Chris I mean, starting to cook. Chris you know, to cook. Get out the way, y'all. I mean, I mean, Kiki Palmer's your girl. You know, Kiki Palmer's your girl, dogs. You know, she, I'm just she saying. For the world, That's, is that what you're saying, Chris? I'm just saying. Is she your girl, she for the world. Damn. I mean, I'm saying if if, if Kiki Palmer's my girl, I'm just like, well. You know, it's Kiki so that's Palmer, a, that's the know? other thing too, right? Like, it's you gotta you gotta know how famous the person is that you date. Like, there's certain things that uh, celebrities have to you know go through or expose themselves to that normal people don't. And security is is a big difference. Like, being insecure in a a uh, highly exposed relationship is a lot different than being insecure in a very quiet, nobody gives a shit relationship. <laughs> like I think about the people who, the men who dated Halle Berry, you know, Halle Berry was like the standard for so mm-hmm. long of what mm-hmm. a beautiful woman was. Mm-hmm. And if you're the man that's going out with Halle Berry, you just know. You got to understand. She doesn't even have to dress like Kiki Palmer. Everybody's like, chick. oh, Halle Berry, Halle Berry. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, I mean, you just got to know. You got to read the room when you're <laughs> getting in that situation. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, little note to all y'all out there. If you're insecure, five or below. You no, know, you got you gotta, you know, get you get you get you get you one of these workable projects. You feel me? <laughs> Something that you can invest time into and build up 
like a like a annuity. You know, you can't you, you can't just jump off the porch and get you an eight or nine if you're you know if you, if you ain't ready for that. His shoulders his shoulders ain't made for carrying everything, man. And some shoulders can't carry anything but a five or below. You got to do what you got to do, and they feel the same way about y'all too. By the way, <laughs> don't don't think because I know it's some some dudes just listening to this laughing their ass off right now. Yeah, your girls, your girl thought that through too. You know, you were five or below. She knows, she knows she she can't have people looking at her man, so she chose you. So 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 enjoy uh, the rest of your weekend, and uh, just make sure you don't end up like anonymous Kiki Palmer husband. Time for some commercials. Hey, it's Len Casper, the radio voice of the White Sox. You're listening to the Full Go with Jason Goff. So the White Sox are 16 games below 500 and the Cubs are trying to figure out if they're going to add. So this summer so far has been very underwhelming. If you've been listening to this podcast and you've been hearing me talk about both teams, obviously the Cubs thing has felt a lot better and a lot different than uh, the the White Sox thing. And especially since Kyle Hendricks has come back, he's pitching like pre-injury Kyle right now. Still can't lengthen him out the way that you'd like to. Uh, but you know, four and two thirds to get it done. Um, the bats, though, they're, 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 there is no power in that lineup or not consistent enough power. And Cody Bellinger, him being out for the time that he was out, obviously added to that. Say a Suzuki, you know, seven home runs at the break, not going to get it done, even though he was instrumental in their come from behind win uh, against the Yankees. Uh, that lineup is going to have to get more productivity and, and, and also slug a lot more. Like the, whatever, whether it's launch angle, whether it's pitch recognition, plate discipline, um, whatever the case may be, the, the middle of the order is going to have to provide some kind of power or else you're going to have to figure out if Marcus Stroman and some of these other guys can be packaged for um, future considerations, you know, prospects, whatever the case may be. Uh, which, and I've said it on this pod before, I, I find it fascinating that every year baseball teams have to declare what they are. You know, like, you can never just go into a season and go, ah, you know, injuries hit us hard at some point. Or we didn't play the baseball we were supposed to, so we're going to hit and run it back. Like, you, you can never employ the Arturis Karnaschovas message or <laughs> when it comes to baseball. you got to make a decision at the trade deadline. And the Cubs, coming out of the All-Star break, you got the 10-game homestand, if I'm not mistaken. You got the Boston Red Sox, first team out to shoot. Um, you're going to have to figure out very early if this team is going to sell or buy. And if they're going to sell, they've got some really, really interesting pieces. Obviously, like I mentioned, Marcus Stroman. Um, you know, they, they're in a weird spot right now where... We're, we're, you know, we can play around with the, the, the Otani conversation, you know, in the offseason to come, which I think is a shot in the dark. Uh, but they're supposed to be spending right now. And they have been, right? Dansby Swanson, Seiya Suzuki. Um, they're going out and adding big ticket items. But at what point does the engine turn over where you're like, okay, now it's time to drive this thing? And eyes are squarely on David Ross. They, they play 
played the, and David Ross gets kicked out of Yankee Stadium, what, two pitches into the game, which is hilarious, came over to the man and told him, what did he say? He said, that, hey, listen, this is the day before the All-Star break. You can't be this bad this early, which is an amazing line, to be honest with you. Like, that's some shit where it's a catcher. You knew he was thinking these things all the years behind the plate, and he got a chance to say him now as a manager. Uh, gets kicked out of the game, the Yankees series. You know, I don't know how much I take from it uh, other than the, the pitching is doing what it's supposed to be doing. You shut out the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. You win a series, late inning comeback. Um, you, you, you do what you're supposed to do going into the break so you feel okay. But I don't know if Cubs fans are are, are looking at this team in this division, especially and saying to themselves, okay, this this feels like a contender. It's just It just needs that final push. This feels like an average to below average ball club because that's what their, their record belies. And on top of it, you, you don't know which direction you're going. Now, with the White Sox, you know which direction this thing should be going. We all know. Like, <laughs> the games that are decided by two runs or less, you see their record there. Um, the baseball, the things that I was told would be different and would change because of PDG arriving, Pedro Grifo, haven't changed. That's the reason why they're losing these close games, right? <laughs> the fundamental errors, the um, the lack of timely hitting, the the poor. This is now four or five years worth, by the way, of poor base running, right? The wasting of a Luis Robert Jr. MVP type first half. Um, the pitching staff, the starting staff being uh, up and down. They got something crazy like nine or 10 games of 14 or more strikeouts as a team. And they've lost all of them. They've lost all of them. So you can't tell me that this team isn't talented, but you also can't tell me that this team is good, if that makes any sense. And when this trade deadline comes around, man, like we know what the message should be. You haven't produced. We've been waiting for this window. Seems like it's closing before it really, really got a chance to open. Now we're talking about Tim Anderson being one of the worst players in the first half in Major League Baseball. We're talking about Eloy Jimenez hitting the baseball, but Eloy Jimenez has had his string on the injured list a couple of times already this year, as he's apt to do. Luis Robert Jr. is figuring it out because he's been able to stay on the field. Like there's so many Michael Kopech, Michael Mike Clevenger. Like there's so many there's so many question marks on this team. So the fact that they've lost seven of the last nine games, the fact that they're sixteen games under five hundred, that's gross. It's fucking gross to think about how talented this team is to be 16 games under 500 and not just 16 games. Like we've been talking about this Sox team as if it's just like, oh, well, you know, one, one push and, and they'll, they'll be right where they need to be in terms of the division. Uh, the division is not only trash, but you're behind trash ass teams too. Like, like the White Sox, it's not like they're you know, a couple of games behind the Minnesota Twins and, you know, the Twins get, get a little banged up. They'll, they'll mess around and chase them down. They are eight games behind the Cleveland Guardians, seven and a half games behind the Minnesota Twins, and oh yeah, two and a half games behind the Detroit Tigers, who are terrible. Understandably so. Like, planned on being terrible, too. So, yeah, I don't want to hear it. 
there is nobody who can make a case to say this player has to stay because this player will be around the next time the White Sox are winning. Other than Luis Robert Jr., I, I don't show me the, the person who you could say this is the White Sox future through and through. You made Yohan Mankata play when he was hurt. We see how that's worked out in the first half. Joe Kelly apparently was pitching hurt. See how that's worked out. Right? I mean, the closer situation, you know, Liam Hendricks, his bout with cancer. I mean, there's been so many things that have gone wrong by the White Sox doing and totally out of their control that the apathy for this team is is numbing. It is it is shocking. I don't hear any White Sox fans that I'm around talking about the White Sox ever. And I'm around a few dudes who, you know, want to go to 10, 15 games a year, want to chat it up about, you know, like two, three years ago, the same cats was talking about Tim Anderson, talking about Eloy Jimenez, talking about what this team was getting ready to be, like I was. Now, distant memory, faint chatter at best. We're in the middle of a baseball season. We're about to go into the All-Star break. And the White Sox have had no hold on this city. And for all the wrong reasons, if they have had it. Listen, I've had decent interactions with Rick Hahn in my career here in the city of Chicago. Um, famously so, the Todd Frazier trade when we were doing a, a remote at, an, at the Under Armour store on Michigan Avenue. And I asked him, hey, what the hell is this trade about? And he was not too happy about it. I mean, you know, the White Sox have told their fan base for half a decade now, hey, we got this thing. You just shut your ass up and, and, and enjoy the ride. And five years later, we're sitting here talking about offloading key talent and dudes that you thought that you would be riding, you know, pennant winning seasons and campaigns with. So as the all-star break arrives and Luis Robert Jr. is going to be in the home run derby and shit. Zach Levine was in the celebrity softball game. Like there's a whole bunch of Chicago ties, but there really is no Chicago baseball hold right now. There really isn't. Cubs games are still fun to go to. Cubs games is, uh, you know, decent to watch, I guess. Fun to listen to. Shout out to Pat Hughes and the boys and Ron Coomer. But this summer, I mean, hell, last summer was trash. This summer, it's just dead. It's just dead. We watched the Sox go 81 and 81 last year, if I'm not mistaken. 80 and 82, something like that last year, right? Straight 500 record. They're 16 games under right now. They, they, they would have to boogie, like be phenomenal in the second half to get where they were last year when we were like, this ain't shit. So, yeah, I'm not enthused. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll have somebody come on and, and cover the draft. By the way, <laughs> knew the same amount of names in the MLB draft that I knew in the NBA draft, which happens for the first time in my life. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting there, you know, you know how you Jones are for sports? And you're like, all right, what we got going on here? All right, all right, we got the Sky game going on. All right, they getting beat. All right, we'll keep it moving around. By the way, um, we see Tony's, Tony has been very quiet about his Chicago Sky this season. He, and his boy James Wade flew the coop. I haven't heard a word out of my man Tony Gill on the Chicago did. Sky. They all yeah, they left. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got what they needed to get. <laughs> it's time to bounce. But 
this summer, man, like I went to the Jackie Robinson game, right? Jackie Robinson day game. I don't know that I need to get out to the guarantee rate field or what? You know what I mean? People like the last time we saw the Chicago White Sox, I saw people saying that they were never going to a game again. Like this is the worst game of the season. This is the debacle. All right. Wait till next week. Wait till next week when you, when you see another base running gaffe or you see more poor fielding or you see more horrible plate discipline. Something's rotten. Something, something's not, something's not right. And it hasn't been not, it hasn't been right for a while. And maybe just maybe, you know, getting other players, other players from other teams, other people's prospects and the way that they bring their guys up and throwing that, you know, mishmash of of talent together and saying, hey, play baseball the right way. You know, maybe that comes back to bite you. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, the Chicago White Sox have been one of the more disappointing stories in all of sports the last two years in all of sports, not just baseball. And it continues. So now we head into an all-star break where we're looking at what Luis Robert Jr. did in the first half and have nothing to show for it. Nothing. As a White Sox fan, this has been dreadful. Um, It's been tough to see the the Cubs kind of lap them the second time around in terms of a rebuild. Seems like it's trending in that direction. Things could go differently in the second half, and hopefully they will. But what would would give me the, the... evidence or what would be the impetus for me to even say that they're going to go differently? What? Guy's going to get healthier? Okay, cool. Yohan Mankata gets healthier. We've been talking about Yohan Mankata as this slick fielding third base, and that's not how he was built as a prospect. That's not what we thought was going to happen, right? So now all we're doing is resetting the bar. I love Andrew Benintendi as much as anybody. The guy that receives the biggest contract in White Sox free agent history shouldn't be sitting around with one or two home runs at the All-Star break. And I know he didn't come to the Sox with a lot of pop as is. It's just, hey, man, <laughs> I need somebody to be a star in this moment. And he's he's been terrific on the base. One of the few people who's been terrific on the base pass, right? Plays a really, really good outfield and has quality at bats. It's just <laughs> right now, You need someone to be a star outside of Luis Robert Jr. And that isn't happening consistent enough. You need someone to play the kind of baseball or someone, frankly, to snatch some collars and say that this ain't it. And if the collar snatching has already occurred and these are the results, then, hey, man, (laughs) enjoy the Pulse All-Star White Sox because I think you're going to see much of the same. That's all the time we have for episode 263 of the Full Go podcast. want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. Of course, our production staff, as always, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti, my main man, Tony Gill, the Chief Vibes Officer, Chris Sutton, and the exceptional one. <laughs> the exceptional one. <laughs> I, I even put that on Kyle Williams. The exceptional one, Kyle Williams. Boy, that boy had to, that boy jumped in the frying pan early on the show. You know, he, he passed. He passed. You know, uh, I'm a. I'm gonna put him put him in some some precarious situations before the summer is out. We gotta, you know, we get we got like tiers of uh, elder statesmen on this pod. You know, Kyle is the young, fresh face, so we gonna put him through the ringer. No pun intended. All pun intended, actually. Uh, if you want to jump in on the ringers. 
full go voicemail line 773-359-3103 773-359-3103 thank you so much guys for downloading this thing thank you for sharing it with your family and friends subscribing to it following us on the socials uh, rating and reviewing us giving us the five stars that you know it needs if not we'll see you in the streets for the fellas I am Jason Goff saying go look it out we will catch y'all on Tuesday Right. Until then, as always, we tell you the same thing, man. Take care of each other. Be safe. And remember to stay sucker free. Thank you for listening to my daddy. It's a full go, baby. Okay. Bye. Must be 21 and over and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. one 800 nine with it in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming hope is here Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York.